This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. For the opening of the second quarter, Marple Newtown failed on its recent drive. And we'll have Billy Weaverling back to punt. First try was less than successful for Weaverling and the special teams. Let's see if they can iron it out now as Weaverling stands back at his own 25. It's a low snap this time. He picks it up off the turf. But it's a clean, nice boot, end over end. Bouncing at the 25-yard line. Rolling, rolling, as we have a phalanx of Tigers tacklers touch the ball at the 20-yard line. Kyle Moore really didn't have a chance at that, as we saw for the first time all game, a player having trouble with picking up the ball, spinning through those lights and into that rain. Yeah, exactly what you talked about earlier in the pregame, Bob, with the lights being kind of an issue also tonight, along with the weather because of the rain. But it was good to see the special teams get back on track there, get a good snap, and then you saw the ability of Weaverling to kick the ball really far and really consistent. Jack McInerney, the lone wide out, split wide to the right this time as Garnet Valley was going from left to right. It's a fake handoff, an option pitch to the outside. He's got Kyle Moore across the 25, across the 30. Finally dragged down, try the 35. Great tackle there by Ryan White, number 18. That could have been dangerous. A little bit more, uh, as you see, he could have had another 10, 15 yards to the outside towards this near sideline here. Yeah, you're exactly right, Bob. There was a lot of daylight there, and Ryan White came across and made a really good, strong tackle. It was something I wanted to get into in the pregame about how tackling is so important tonight. It's so easy to slip off players with it being so wet. Nonetheless, it was a gain of 14 and another first down for Garnet Valley. Ricky Warner center. Looks like he's going to pitch it, but he takes it himself across the 40. Up to the 45, close to a first down once again. Yeah, Gregory and Ryan White and Mike Ferris in on the stop right there. Garnet Valley coming out like a house of fire on this next drive. Yeah, there's no secret that they know how to run the ball and that their quarterback, McHugh, can run the ball himself. Well, these are probably right the, you know, this is the third series for the Jaguars and two successive plays for first downs. It's clearly the two best plays they've had offensively in the entire contest. Definitely. Two wide receivers this time, one split wide to the right, one wide to the left. Man in motion is Marcellus Irving. McHugh drops back the pass over the middle. It is dropped. Kyle Moore was out there dancing around at this... Tigers 40-yard line, and once again, couldn't quite bring it in. Don't yeah. know what he was, if he was also looking downfield again, but almost from the minute he brought it into his chest, it looked like he was slipping out. Yeah, he should have had that ball right there. It was a good throw by McHugh. He had a lot of room. There was no one really near him. Watkins came up eventually as the ball eventually got there, but he should have made that catch right there. Would have been easily another Garnet Valley first down. Instead, second and 10. Easily. From the 46-yard line. Three-man backfield again, but it's a handoff up the middle to Alex Warden. He gets to midfield. A yeah, good run there by Warden to get some yards back and make it a manual third down for the Jaguars' offense. So it looks like it's a third down and six if they spot it exactly at the conjunction of the 50-yard marker, the M and the N. Someone's angry, Mike. Tough right now for the Tigers' defensive line to get through. They're getting through, but... 
at the wrong time, to be honest. Yeah, it's about, a, about one second off, and that's yeah. a tribute more to the, the Garner Valley offensive line and, and how they've imposed their will thus far than any, any miscues on Marple Newtown's part. Mikio under center, the ball is snapped. It's a handoff up the middle to Kyle Moore. He does pick up the first down. Once again, another huge hole enforced there by that Jaguars offensive line. As Kyle Moore is just hitting the holes, and that's the one thing that the Garnet Valley offensive line has been doing better over their successive drives is opening up those holes, and these guys are just, they have three, four yards straight up the middle as soon as they touch the ball. Yeah, you're totally right, Bob. And we're kind of, for the first time this year, almost seeing the line get kind of dominated on the defensive side of the ball for the Tigers. One and two, Woods and McInerney, the wideouts, but it's a handoff to Irving this time. He gets to the 40, but no further. Yeah, that time Gregory got through there and continued to, his domination on his uh, statistics this year. Once again, an encouraging sign as Irving had designs to go right up the middle, trying to find that daylight, but it was not there this time. Yeah, important stop there because Irving, obviously, to them is what White is to us, a big, like, strong, fast back with big play capability. So you want to keep him off the ball. We've already seen what he can do earlier. Two wide receivers again, gain of three for Irving. Second and seven. McHugh under center. He drops back. It's a quick drop back. He's looking downfield. It is almost picked off by Johnny Watkins, who did excellent anticipation on that ball. It was yep. going out to Ryan Woods, close to the first down marker at the 33-yard line. But Watkins, just like a Jaguar, coming out of nowhere and just was able to get his hands on it, but no more. Yeah, once again, we see his maturation of understanding the game, understanding that throw, and really pouncing on that ball right there. Just unfortunate. You also can't teach uh, anticipation. That's something that's, uh, you know, eye coordination and everything in sync, knowing when to break at the right moment. Yeah, and he was gone if he catches it. Third down and seven. McHugh under center. It's a handoff. Faked, but it's a complete pass to Irving at the 25-yard line, but there's a penalty flag in the backfield. As soon as that ball was snapped, we'll yeah, see what happens. I think we're going to have another false start. Got a legal shift on the white. Two offensive players moving at the same time. It's a five-yard penalty. That's one thing you, you, you're bound to get wrong at some point if you have two, three guys in motion at any given time before that ball is snapped. Yeah, with so much motion and so much anticipation, it's hard to control everyone's staying. And I was still. wondering, it couldn't really have been false start because that play was allowed to continue. True, true. So a potential first down deep into Tigers territory, wiped out, has turned into a third down and 12, another key drive point for Marple Newtown's defense. Let's see what they can come up with. 8.55 to go here in this first half. Jaguars up 7-0. Woods and McInerney, the lone wideouts, now joined by Irving. One man in the backfield. McHugh takes it. He's rolling out to the near sideline. He's being pursued by Gregory. He gets it away. It is complete over the near sideline. Irving came up with that. Yeah, Kostarski making a stop. I believe he's going to be short at first down. Well short. But for the first time, McHugh was, had absolutely no idea where to go. Had nobody downfield. Couldn't take it a la Johnson and just try to feel his way off a couple of blockers to the near sideline to get three or four yards and just dumped it off at the last second. Yeah, for the first time he really felt some pressure in his face and so it all year and it's Gregory again. The so Jaguars need to get to the Marple Newtown 33-yard line, so it is a fourth down and a long three. Number 48, Dave Schwartz clearly jumped right on the end there as the blocking back. Dead ball. Ball start against the offense. Five-yard penalty. Repeat third down. 6'1", 185-pound senior just chomping at the bit at the wrong time for Garnet Valley. Cost them a play there. So it will come on for a punt, Will Danakion. 
as it is fourth and nine with eight minutes to go here in the first half. Yeah, big play right there because obviously the Jaguars were going to force a play and with the way they were moving the ball, they would have a chance of converting that fourth down, but now they're going to force themselves in the punting situation. Christiana, the short man at the 29, Duffy, the deep man at the 12. It's a short punt. It bounces at the 27, across the 25, down at the 20, and it's going to roll dead and finally touched by Justin Pyle at the 19. Not a good net on that punt, Chris. No, kind of special teams play really hasn't been so prolific tonight. A couple punts here and there that have really not worked out. A botched snap we saw from the Tigers also. And Akion, nobody in front of him, no rush, and just put that a little bit off the side of his foot. That really wasn't going anywhere from the start, but got a, the beneficiary of a bounce. Yep. So the Tigers' offense sets up at their own 19-yard line. Christian, the lone man, out wide to the left. But it's a handoff up the middle. Try for Ryan White. And he's driven back shy of the 20. Yeah, this linebacking core with Alonzo and Warden really uh, making some... Really good tackles, and I really stuffed in the run so far against the Tigers. No gain on that play, so second down and ten. Johnny Watkins in. Good to see Watkins in on the offensive side of the ball tonight, Bob. Yeah, let's see if they can utilize him uh, and get the Tigers out of a little trouble deep in their own territory. Duffy and Diaguardi, the men in the backfield. Johnson under center. Hands it to Diaguardi, tries to go off tackle to the left. Gets up across the 20 to the 22 and driven backwards. Yeah, 32, Mike McGrath right there making the tackle. Still a minimal gain again. Tigers really not getting those first down yards that we've been so accustomed to in the past couple of weeks. Well, the war of attrition continues on both sides of the ball as the one thing that is absolutely certain in this contest is the clock continues to melt away. Six and a half to go in this first half. 7 nothing Garnet Valley. Yeah, a complete running contest so far. Third down and seven. They generously gave him three yards there. The rain still comes, continues to come down tonight. It is a fine mist, not exactly wind-driven as it was last night, but still enough of a, of a nuisance. Johnson under center now. Tries to fake hand off to Duffy, gives it to the outside to White. He's across the 25, across the 30. He's got the first down with forward progress. He's being violently yanked back, back and forth by his jersey, finally to rest at the 34-yard line. Yeah, number 33, Ryan Frankie really making an important tackle right there. Frankie Ryan, excuse me. Well, there you go. The first time in the entire contest that the ball faked by Johnson was sold perfectly. As it looked like it was going to Duffy. Just another example there, Bob, of really beating us to death, but White becoming that big play runner, rusher. To hand off to the outside to Diaguardi. Gets around the 35, 40, 45, midfield. 45 cuts back towards the center of the field at the 35. Dragged down at the 31. But there are two penalty flags in the backfield right there. Right coincidentally at the point where Diaguardi was sprung. Yeah, right exactly where you're talking. Let's see what we get from the referee right here. the referee's decision. We have a legal block. We're on the knees. On the offense on the running play. 15-yard penalty. Repeat first down. That was a shame. That wiped out a 40-yard-plus run by Diagardi, which would have been the longest play on either side of the football in this entire contest. Yeah, I think they got 
Clark Kosarski, number 22, for going to build though. A bit of a tough call right there. Yeah, sometimes you know, Kosarski needs to bring the lightning and thunder above the waistline. Right. And that time he got caught for, uh, I guess what they call a cut block in the pros. Exactly. 5.20 remaining first half. First and 25 now for the Tigers. Christiana, the wideout. Johnson tries to delay handoff up the middle to White. Yeah, they knew that was coming. He there. gets uh, barely across the 20. Jeremy Irving, another one of these linebackers, really reading the game well so far for the Jaguars. They're and not being deceived at all. It's not exactly a difficult thing to read the wing tee if you just follow where the ball is going. Right. Follow who, who, whoever stomach has the ball last. And Garner Valley has done a better job, frankly, in this game than Strathaven or, or basically any other opponent from Marple Newtown in the entire season, thus far in the first half. Definitely right, Bob. Christiana once again, the lone wide out, wide to the left. Duffy in the backfield, and with the Aguardian motion, it's a handoff. Straight handoff to Duffy. He gets across the 30, across the 35. He's got the first down. And he finally does a little uh, ditch play to avoid a heavy tackle at the 37. Yeah, Ryan Woods was coming up to make the stop there, and Duffy just kind of understood the situation and got... Hel- basically just went on a helmet plant down on the right. turf just to make sure the tackler would just lay a hand on his back, and that would be the end of the play. Exactly. 13-yard gain. Yeah, big play right there for the rushing. And I'm sorry, of course it wasn't at first down. I got a little bit distracted because they were behind the line of scrimmage from the penalty. That actually makes it third down and nine. Johnson drops back to pass. He's got a man open in the flat. It's Diaguardi at the 41-yard line. Just a hair over his outstretched hands. Incomplete. Yeah, tough play to run right there. Coming across and throwing that way. It's just over Diaguardi's head. Would have been a tough catch anyway. Had he brought it in, he would have been very close to the first down because he, need, he even with the forward momentum of the pass, had a tackler met him, it would have been right at the 45-yard line at the first down marker, but was to no avail. So Billy Weaverling called on once again. Saw a couple plays there from the offense kind of moving the ball a bit, so hopefully that's a sign of things to come right there. Kyle Moore back once again. Weaverling, it's a booming punt. High and end over end. It's fumbled, but picked up by Moore. Boy, it's an adventure back there. He was at the 30-yard line. It looked like he had that ball eyed right in, but then it took a dip at the last second. His, his hands were waist high. The ball went right down in the turf about a half a yard in front of him. That was a muff. That would have been a muff if only that excellent punt had now punted the coverage. Right, exactly. By a couple a, of seconds. A really strong punt by Leland, but a great description of what you said, Bob, of how it went down. Well, Gunner Valley gets the ball back at its own 30-yard line. 3:34 to go, first half. They are up seven nothing. It's a fake handoff. McHugh's back. He's got a man on the near side of the field. It is incomplete. Looking for Kyle Moore. He did a button hook play. He was at the 40-yard line. The ball was about two yards short. Yeah, he, he had Ryan Woods also out there. Second and ten for Garnet Valley. As you see, Garnet Valley not afraid at all to unleash that quick hitch five yards, ten yards down the field in order to back off the defense a little bit, except for a little bit of execution. They would fare a little bit better. It's an option pitch to the outside. McHugh gives it to Irving at the 35 across the 40. He's got the first down, 45 near midfield, finally dragged down. 
Yeah, Gregory making a stop, but McHugh really ran that option to perfection right there and found Irving, their big play back, and he took it all the way for another first down for the Jaguars. The key is always to fake that turn for the quarterback as if you're going upfield and then pitch it right outside to the guy running parallel to you as, as you like to see it with a full head of steam. Yeah, I like to say, Bob, he really baited the defender to come into McHugh himself there and then just pitched the ball right at the last second. Perfect. And Irving got about 10 yards on that momentum. First and 10, Garnet Valley at the 45-yard line. It's a fake pitch. McHugh rolls to the near side. Over the middle it is complete this time to Kyle Moore. He made sure to look at that ball right into his hands, right at the first down marker, complete for the first down. Gain of 11 to the Tigers, 44. Yeah, really good job there by McHugh, really understanding the offense right now and running it very well, whether it be pass, option, or just a simple handoff. Really, And also, and also Kyle Moore, uh, a good job of knowing exactly how far to stretch the defense before coming back in. And looking that ball in. Yeah, great point, Bob. Too often you see them come up short really well there. Byron Woods and Jack McInerney, the wideouts. It's a pitch straight out to Irving. Behind the line of scrimmage, he gets to the outside along the far side at the 45-40. And apparently he stays in bounds. Clock continues to run. We're going to get a flag at the end of the play here. Not really sure I didn't quite see anything. I don't know if you did, Bob. It was a gain of four. Holding on the offense. Spot foul, 10-yard penalty for the spot of the foul. Repeat second down. And I did see that. Somebody on the left side of the field sprung Irving. It didn't look as bad as the Marple Newtown got right. clipped off from Mary Diagordi's uh, run back. But this time it was enough. Seen a lot of penalties tonight, more than normal from both these teams. It's basically the only time that uh, the clock has really been slowed. Right. As we are now with 2.29 to go. 2.28, 2.27 ticking away here in this first half. 7-0 Garnet Valley. They have the ball once again. It's a fake handoff and end around to Ryan Woods. He's looking for an opening at the 45. It's finally chased out of bounds at the 46. So luckily there, Woods on what is basically a failed play, a broken play. Right. Lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage as Marple Newtown not only had everything sealed off to the left, but also to the right, so there was no way Woods could have possibly cut back. Yeah, basically a brick wall there, and Steve DiMaria really cut down Woods. Really, really good job from his linebacker position to come up, force him kind of in outside and out of bounds eventually. So it is a second down and 19 for the Jaguars. 1.51 to go, first half. Woods and McInerney once again the wideouts. Warden and Irving in the backfield. McHugh drops back to pass to the far sideline over the head of Ryan Woods just as he was about to get creamed by Johnny Watkins. Yeah, Johnny Watkins once again coming up and showing him that he's not afraid to tackle out of his cornerback position. It's not a beauty position. This is a physical corner that we have out here in the Tigers, and it's good to see. And he does it all legally, too. He just is able to get up under the waist of the guy who's jumping. Right. Up. So it's not a clip. It's not a, a, a cut block. But it's a devastating hit nonetheless, and uh, whoever's going to be out there for Garnet Valley better be aware that Watkins is lurking. We're going to have a timeout there by the Jaguars after that play. With 1.39 remaining on the game clock. So the third and long. You think Garnet Valley might want to go downfield instead of just a, a, a quick hitch once again to Woods or McInerney right at the stick. Yeah, we've seen a couple of times of them kind of sitting in holes, the wide receivers in kind of... Level is 10 yards, 15 yards deep. So I believe if you get, they have a lot of playmakers. If you maybe 
do a little pass 10 yards deep, maybe 15 yards deep, and then ask your playmaker, your wide receiver, or your running back to get those extra yards for that first down. And the one thing you don't necessarily want to be, you, you want to be mindful of it but not fearful of it is being able to throw that deep ball. Right. And even if you, you get a, a good throw, your hand may slip off the ball a little bit, but still you can get enough force under it, 20-25 right. yards, which would suit Garnet Valley's needs. Yeah, it's not a ring that's going to knock down the ball, so to speak. It would be wind and uh, pressure of, by the defense. So McHugh is a straight drop. He's being rushed. He's stepping up to the line of scrimmage. He's slinging it downfield. Incomplete once again as Watkins was right there. Kyle Moore at the 20-yard line. He had a chance, but not much of a chance. Yeah, it went right through his hands. What we just talked about, really a great, strong throw on the run by McHugh, showing his long, his strong arm. So he has the ability to make that throw all night. So something the Tigers' defense has to be aware of. It's not just a running attack. McHugh can throw the ball and accurately. Well, McHugh also has to maybe give a talk to his receivers at halftime. I mean, we know it's a little slick out there, but he's had four or five drops already. Right, at least. Call by the defense. Second time off for Marple. Loot down for the quarter half. They have one remaining. So with that, we'll take another quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Hey, Tigers fans. Did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. Dan Acchione on the punt. It's almost blocked. It was deflected, I think, by Dan, uh, by Mario Diaguardi. It rolls at the 35, and it's finally down at the 25. There's another airy situation on special teams. This time, Marple Newtown's defense creating a little bit of havoc for Dan Acchione. Yeah, Maria and Diaguardi really pushing up through the gut there and forcing a quick punt, maybe be tipped. Hey, tip like you said, Bob. Was well, fourth down and 19. Obviously going to be a punt situation for Garnet Valley. Still clinging to that 7 nothing lead. So let's see if the Tigers' offense can squeeze a little bit of life into their attack here. 121 to go. And they have 75 yards for a touchdown and probably, I'd say, generously 50 yards to go before Adam Fender could be called on. The only one timeout also. Johnson under center. He's going to drop back. It's a fake handoff. Finally give it to Diaguardi. He's trying to feel his way towards the near sideline across the 30. Gets up to the 32, so we'll have a second down and short with 108 to go. Yeah, and what I'm seeing, Bob, is it's. I think it's easier tonight for the Tigers to run outside of the tackles and outside with Diaguardi and White, maybe taking the game away kind of from those middle linebackers. But we've seen the middle linebackers on the Jaguars really stop the Tigers, so maybe kind of stretching them out a little bit might be the way to go. Gain of nine, second down and one. Diaguardi and Duffy in the backfield. Johnny Watkins is the wideout. It's a fake handoff to Diaguardi up the middle to Duffy. He does get the first down. We have 41 seconds to go as Marple Newton will take its final timeout, it appears. No, Garnet Valley, apparently. No, 
No, we are incorrect on that. As the play clock keeps running, as the officials pointed to Marble Newtown side and then he parted to Garnet Valley side before uh, running the clock again. 25 seconds. Johnson in a, in a shotgun formation this time. Hand off to White this time. Tries to get to the outside frantically. Gets across the 40, across the 45. Close to a first down once again. Right, so we're inside 10 seconds to go. As they really need, they're apparently in no rush. As they will run out the clock. Run it down to 1.2 seconds. Marble Newtown. It's the third and final timeout of the half. Interesting. It looked like there, as, as Kevin Johnson tried to call a timeout frantically, yeah. but couldn't. And it appeared that they were just walking back to the huddle and maybe running out the rest of the time on the clock. But then all of a sudden, 1.2 seconds left. The referee hits it. Yeah, I don't know where that timeout came from. I'm assuming Coach Junto on the sideline, but I didn't see it. I, like you, Bob, thought maybe they were going to call a timeout earlier, and then it appeared that they were all just going to walk to the locker room and take a 7 nothing deficit. But well, this, this is a very confusing series. Is the referees yeah. and side judge are gesticulating repeatedly in both directions. Yeah, I'm not really sure what you try here. If you have a play maybe set up for a situation like this, or if you do, I just... Kind of no. run it and see what happens. See well, I don't know about Kevin something. Johnson's arm, but maybe a 45 flood tip. <laughs> yeah, right. A little no. hook and ladder or something like that. I'm not really sure. Jaguars defense is going to play off the Tigers a little bit, obviously. Second down and one. Vince Christiana once again in as the lone wideout split wide to the left. Jaguars kind of take a little bit of a prevent defense, then they push up to the line. Now Diagordi comes in. He is near to the left. Johnson under center once again. Duffy, the lone man in the backfield. Hands it off to Duffy. He's stuffed behind the line of scrimmage, and that will be the final play of the first half. A first half which has seen a very plodding pace for both sides. Most importantly, it sees Garnet Valley take a 7-0 lead into the locker room. You're listening to Marple Newtown Tigers football at the end of the first half. We'll be back in a minute with the start of the first half. Oh, the start of the second half, pardon me. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to coverage of Marple Newtown Tigers football with Bob Herpin, Steve Scaleri, and Chris McSweeney on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. <laughs> 